Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. We're continuing our discussion with Brian Collins and we're talking about brainstorming and innovation and change at work. And as you will know from part one, Fuliana is not with us live, but she has sent in her comments. So you'll hear those at the end of this podcast. Let's get back to talking to Brian. Can we move on to the brainstorming process with you and, and tell us about how you start it with the group? How do you just walk in and say, well, here's the whiteboard or here's the butcher's paper, let's just throw out the ideas? Oh, gosh, you know, that's probably a bigger question than you realise. So, I mean, the name of my consulting practice is called the Brainstorm Institute. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I can talk a little bit about that um, because brainstorming is something I do quite a bit is facilitate and work on that design thinking mm-hmm. skills and, and try and get companies to, to do transformative breakthrough ideas. And a lot of people think brainstorming is just going into a conference room and just kind of throwing out different ideas yep. and giving everyone some silly putty or Play-Doh and slinky toys and just kind of letting them have fun and see what comes out and Mm. and certainly that's part of it but there's really a lot um i I, i've referred to brain science before there's actually a lot of brain science that goes into being able to facilitate a proper brainstorming session and one of the things you have to be able to do is to get people to kind of relax and feel comfortable with the process if you've ever been to a formal brainstorming session, probably one of the first things, hopefully, that the facilitator did was lay down some rules for what the brainstorming session will be like. Yes. You know, what's allowed, what's not allowed. And, you know, it's all stuff that I think most of us have heard before. No idea is a bad idea. Everyone's allowed to to say anything as silly as they want, go for volume of ideas, and, and all of that stuff is very, very true. But but that's only the start of it. Then it's, you know, once you start generating the ideas, you need to be able to guide them to make sure that you're on point with, with the strategic goals that you're trying to meet with that brainstorming session. Right. So it really is an art and a science to be able to do that well. Well, I think that's true of most facilitation, but it's interesting that, you mentioned those ground rules and I do think it's important for every session to reinforce those because we can go into a meeting already thinking about something else that's operational and we we gloss over whether this is going to be a particular session so to actually make people stop and think and focus on the moment and what they're there to do and keep those operational issues out of the room and still right. allow people to feel like they can participate and they can be encouraged to throw out whatever ideas they've got. I think it, it's a good process to go through, and I'm glad that you've reinforced it for our listeners. And I'll tell you, it's not an easy process either. I mean, earlier in my career, I worked as a Walt Disney Imagineer, and mm-hmm. for any of your listeners that may not know what that means, the, the Disney Imagineers, we're the creative folks that come up with the ideas for the new rides and attractions all of that at the Disney theme parks. And my job was as a show writer. So I wrote bad jokes for the Jungle Cruise, great movie ride and, and, you know, the attractions and stuff like that. And every day, you know, our job was to be creative and and kind of be in that zone. Mm. And even when we were given 
a new project to, to brainstorm. It was a heck of a lot of fun. I will say that, <laughs> but it's not always easy. No. You really have to kind of work to, to get those high-level, transformative kind of ideas to, to break out. In that sense, and across the, the other experience that you've had, how do you manage overwhelm? So where there's just so many ideas. and That's a really good question. I think, again, it comes down to understanding what the goal is because a lot of times you can do these brainstorming sessions I was just in one, actually, before our call today. I'm doing some mm. work for a uh, company that's uh, developing two games. And sitting there kind of talking about the story arcs and what we could do in these different games. And there are lots of great ideas. But I think part of it is kind of disciplining yourself to understand what's doable within the time frame. Mm. And... Being able to prioritize all those good ideas in a way that allows you to kind of do the project management. And that's where those uh, finishers maybe come in uh, <laughs> to help, right? It's kind of like the architects that design this great building and then they go to all the engineers and the engineers are like, well, we can't do that. You know, it looks pretty, <laughs> but, you know, have you thought about this or that? Same thing, I, I think, when you're building ideas for a project. Lots of great ideas out there, but then you got to start doing the work of figuring out which ones are the biggest priority to make the biggest impact for your project based on the strategy and the goals that you set for yourself. Mm. It really covers a whole broad range of issues that I know that people listening are going to have a hundred questions to for us to answer yeah. uh, so we might well be coming back to you in a few months time with here's the list of questions <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's an area where managers generally are going to have to think a little bit more about than they have in the past because I think the changes yeah. that will happen to the workforce and the way we work will mean that there will be the opportunity for far more innovation and, and recognise innovation than there has been in the past. Are you seeing yeah. that in terms of your clientele? You know, one thing I'm seeing that's really having an interesting phenomenon is the different generations approach work and creativity very differently. Mm -hmm. You've got the baby boomers versus Generation X versus the millennials, and each one of those cohorts kind of thinks differently and has grown up with different tools at their disposal. Mm. I think that kind of shapes how they tend to brainstorm, how they tend to manage their peers, what their work styles tend to be, you know, and, and there's a lot that's been written about, you know, the younger generations versus the older generations mm. Mm. and how they approach that. It's, it's really kind of interesting, and, and again, I think, you know, for all those folks out there who are listening to other managers, do a lot of volunteer work with, with younger kids, with youth groups and stuff. And one of the things I always tell them is that before you can be a good manager, you need to learn how to be a good follower, right? Yeah. And it's really important. So mm -hmm. I, I've been seeing a lot of really kind of interesting shifts. And, and again, I think it comes back to... Um, understanding who your audience is. Yeah, and that communication and, and, thing of, of getting yeah. the communication right for the different groups so that right, they hear right. the message. Yeah. One of the other issues that we have been asked previously and we've addressed it on, on other podcasts in terms of our experience is about 
the perception that we are working in an environment of constant change. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so do you find that that comes hand in hand with innovation, in inverted commas? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I, I guess it depends maybe what kind of innovation. I do a lot with new and emerging technologies. Mm-hmm. I'm actually an adjunct professor at, at a university here. And I teach a course in entertainment technology and innovation. Right. And the speed at which technology is changing and adapting is amazing. Kind of like when you go to buy a new cell phone these days, it's like, do you buy the newest model or do you wait, you know, three months because the newer model that's coming out in three months is going to be so far ahead. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. You don't I mean, do any of those things. You you keep the one you've got because you know how it works and you can read the screen. Right. <laughs> right. Or she's gone to buy a computer or even a TV these days. Mm. You know, the technology is just constantly evolving and changing. Constant change is probably not really a perception. It's probably a reality and we just uh, need to def- work out how to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, 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 for sure. It, it's definitely a reality. At least, when you, like I so said, when you're talking about technological change, mm. but even in things like when you talk about like new techniques in management or new techniques in HR or new techniques in whatever but, it may be, you know, yeah. advertising or marketing. But you would see that um, in education as well. I mean, education is is about constant change too. For sure. As a matter of fact, next week I'm going to be spending a week out at Disney, uh, of all places, right, <laughs> doing a, a week-long facilitation with some other folks to a whole bunch of educators and it's going to be all about how to stay abreast of change and how to bring that into your classroom and Mm. use that for teaching kids and and you know also kind of trying to show them what it's like from a student's perspective these days like I said you know that every generation grows up with new tools at their disposal. And today's students, I mean, they're coming into, practically coming into kindergarten, being able to text a message faster than I ever could. And it's amazing. You know, that's just how how students and, you know, even younger, younger workers are wired these days. Yes. In that sense, do you see that what we would see as an era of innovation, do you see that continuing at the same sort of level? I do. I'm really excited. Good. Anytime I get asked to, to talk about innovation or to help a company innovate, it's exciting for me because there definitely are always new tools and new ways to cross-pollinate and new ways to think about things. Mm. So absolutely, I see. I, I think this is almost a golden age of innovation, if you will, in so many ways. And whatever the industry is, like I said, you know, I had a uh, pharmaceutical company that was down here, mm. and we were talking about innovation with them. Innovation in the classroom is something that I talk about, like I said, all yep. the time. Computer gaming, got yeah. applications <laughs> for military. I mean, it goes on and on. It's I just mean, there everywhere. Virtually yeah. any area. I, mean, <laughs> I get very excited when I talk about the, you know, think about the potential. Uh, of what companies can do now. Yeah. And so in that sense, what we, re- we really need to be looking at is, is that how we manage that innovation, whether it's one out or whether it's within organisations, because it is, as you say, the era of innovation. 
And it's also important not to innovate just for the sake of innovation, mm. right? You know, there's got to be a method to the madness. The best companies, the, the best innovations and transformations are the ones that come from companies that have kind of thought out why they want to do that. Not for you know, its own sake, hope, yeah. Yeah, not to, you know, go into a brainstorming session and hope they come up with the next big idea. Yeah, because um, that's what everybody's doing, so we should do it too and, and, and have right, no, yeah. no roadmap to follow. Yeah, if you look at, like, virtual reality now or, or augmented reality, you know, those are two, like, very hot technologies right now. Everyone wants to be in VR and AR and mixed reality and, mm. you know, use the Oculus and Google Goggles you know, whatever else might be out there. And there have been so many companies that just have been like copycats. Yes. And when you find an organization that's really willing to kind of think outside the box and, and really take the risk to do something different, that's when it gets fun. Mm. Interestingly, that, that that actually brings us back to the thing we talked about first, which was the starters and the finishers, because... With all yeah. of this innovation, we're still going to need the finishers in every facet of our organisations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, look, I've um, just got one more question for you that is our, our question without notice that we ask all of our guests. Is that if, if we were having this conversation in 12 months' time, what would you like to look back on and say was something that you're really proud to have achieved? Being able to stay on top of the innovation that's taken place between the last 12 months and now. Because, you know, I, I like to think of myself as someone who knows a little bit about a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And I think to be a true innovator, to be a true transformer and be able to guide others in that process, you kind of have to really be able to stay on top of things that are happening in the world. And right now, Lord knows there are so many different changes coming down the road. So if I could look back 12 months from now and say, yeah, I've done a decent job of being able to stay on top of everything so I can help my clients or, you know, help others innovate, then I'd be a happy guy. That's good. That's a, that's a good, yeah. well-rounded answer. You've done well on, on the spot. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Our time's almost up, Brian. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with those that are listening? When I teach my students, there's one mantra, you know, one saying that I always give them, and it's, if you do the same thing as everyone else, you're just going to be like everyone else. Mm. And, you know, I would just encourage your listeners not to be like everyone else. Be bold, be brave, take risks, but do it with a purpose and... If you learn how to like cross-pollinate and how to innovate and come up with those breakthrough ideas, it really is just very, very exciting time. Excellent. Brian, we do thank you for your time today. For those of you listening, it's taken us a little while to coordinate our time zones and our times <laughs> with Brian, but we have made it today and so we, we are greatly appreciative of the time that you've made available to talk to us. We will put all of the links to your uh, website and your other activities on the podcast when it goes live. 
But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne in absentia, and we've been talking with Brian <laughs> Collins, and this is Inside Exec. I'm Fuliana Osborne for Inside Exec. I just finished listening to Brian Collins' part two in conversation with Kim. I really did enjoy that very much. There was two main areas that, you know, it's something I really am passionate about myself. In the brainstorming exercise, Brian talked about how to make sure that you've got the team lined up, they know the purpose, and that you have some grand rules. And the grand rules can include things like no idea is a bad idea and so on and so forth. I think that's very, very important because any of us who participated in things like that would know that some you know, some people will shove each other down, not intentionally sometimes, but by starting to comment on the idea. So having the thought that nothing is off the books, everything is welcome and we can hear it, is really good. Another thing that I thought was really important, because when you bring cross-functional teams in, there's people from different areas of the organisation. They can be at different levels. So one grand rule that is very important to me is that no rank in the room. Everyone in the room is equal. Everyone in the room is there to participate exactly the same way. Because some people, because they have the more senior role, feel they have a bigger say, which is wrong. And some others who defer to the more senior, which again is wrong. It's everybody's opinion and ideas are very, very welcome. The other thing is, yes, you've got to focus, as we heard, about the purpose and the strategy we're trying to address. And whilst there might be millions of good ideas, we can't take them all. We can't, uh, we've got to focus about where we're going because we always have limited time and limited budgets. However, what I find really useful is never ever to get rid of those other ideas that aren't ready for this particular session or for this particular strategy or focus. Parking lot is really important. A parking lot is where you park the ideas where you say to yourself, I'm going to use them another time and somewhere else. So everybody gets a copy of that and people will reflect on it. The most powerful thing is having more than one person in the room and brainstorming is the fact that we feed off each other in a really good way. So I mightn't have thought of something, but somebody will come up with an idea that will trigger another idea with me. To me, that is so, so valuable. Okay, the other one is about constant change, innovation and continued change and fast-paced change. I think we're so lucky to be at that stage because I find it energising and exciting. I don't like having the same. I don't like the boring bits. <laughs> I like to keep going into places and, and learning more and doing more and continue on that journey. Mind you, with the technology, I have so much to catch up on, but the little improvements I made I found quite exciting and I'll have to continue to learn and challenge myself. Brian, thank you so much again for another very valuable podcast. And Kim, thank you again for carrying yet another one and for um, making it sound so easy and so wonderful to listen to. Thanks, Fuliana, for sharing some insights from your experience in relation to what Brian and I talked about. 
We will end this part two podcast now. So I'm Kim Bailey. You've heard from Fuliana Osborne and Brian Collins. This is Inside Exec. <laughs>